0: Community is one of the definitions of community is a unified body of individuals having joint ownership and participation in the kingdom of God. You know, we take here at Passion Church, at least once a month we do something called communion. Communion. And you know, that all of that comes from the same Latin root words: community, communion, communication, come on, means participation. Amen? It means that I'm willing to, to come together with other believers. Amen? And sometimes I give up what I want for their benefit. Sometimes they give up their rights for my benefit. Thank you for your enthusiasm. But we're going to re- see that the community is what brings unity, and unity is Is what provides a place for God to work at the highest level. At the highest level. Do you know there, there, there are different levels that God can work in your life? Amen? Absolutely. Jesus said, be it unto you according to your faith. Amen? I mean, you know, He said, you can go from faith to faith. You can go from grace to grace. There's saving grace. There's healing grace, delivering grace, provision grace, glory grace. So, you know, we look at the book of Acts and we think, wow. You know, when we pray, and I do too, we pray for that. We want want to have, you know, at Passion Church and in the church here in America and worldwide, we want to see what God did in the, the church in the book of Acts. We want to see it here. Well, I want to tell you what. Just because you want to see it here, if you don't meet the conditions, you won't see it here. Thank you. Acts 2, 2. Let's go back here at the beginning. The Holy Spirit is the architect of community. He's the architect of it. He, he's, the, he, he's the one who orchestrates it. But but here's the thing. Notice it says, we know this, but I want to read it again. Verse 2 said. Uh, On the day of Pentecost came, they were all together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven, filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on them. And all of them, say all of them, all of them were filled. All All of them were, 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 how many? This is the starting place for community. If some are filled and some are letting the flesh rule, come on, there won't be any unity. The only time we we have any evidence uh, in the the book of Acts, in Acts chapter 5, we have one family that was moving in the flesh while everybody else was moving in the spirit. And Ananias and Sapphira, remember them? Boy, aren't you glad that's not happening today. But see, you think, well, why did it seemed like that was such a severe judgment? But listen, the nation of Israel and ultimately would have a great impact on the world. So the first thing is, we have to all be filled with the Spirit. Oh, Pastor Lawrence, I mean, I spoke in tongues one time. Wonderful. I filled up my car one time in 1975. (laughs) Amen. I can go back further. I filled my car up one time in 1969, 68. That's about the time I started driving. But just because I filled up my car, I mean, anybody ever gone on a long trip? Cindy and I just got back from from way upstate New York, up on the St. Lawrence River and in the Adirondacks. You know what? I didn't get up there and back on one tank of gas. I wish I had. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? But somehow, as believers, we get this idea because, you know, we have been filled at one time and we have experienced the work of the Holy Spirit in life. We think that's it. One tank will get me there. But when we read in in the book of Acts, it, it talks about them being filled again. Amen? So the starting place, if we're going to have community here at Passion Church and in the church as a whole, we've got to be filled with the Spirit. Because if I'm not filled with the Spirit, something else is going to control it. And I don't care if it's your flesh or my flesh. I'm telling you what, flesh is flesh. And it don't bring unity. My flesh wants what it wants when it wants it. How about yours? I want my way. That's my flesh. Amen? So we, this is the starting point. We have to be filled with the Spirit. Look over in 2 Timothy. Amplify on being filled with the Spirit here. What does that mean? I spoke in tongues. Well, I'm glad you did it. I believe in speaking in tongues. I'm like Paul. I speak in them all the time, especially when I'm at home and in my office preparing and praying. And man, i man, i yeah. But notice what he says, 2 Timothy 1, 6. For this reason I remind you, fan in the flame the gift of God. What is the gift of God? Well, it's the Holy Spirit, isn't it? Peter, on the day of Pentecost, was preaching. He said, "For for the th- this gift is for you and your children, for even as many uh, as are far off, as many as the Lord our God shall call. It's the gift of the Holy Spirit. He said, believe and you'll receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. So if we're going to stay filled with the Holy Spirit, there's going to be some times where we got to fan it into flame. we got to do something with it, with Him. He said, through the laying on of my hands for the Spirit, God gives us does not make us timid or fearful, but gives us power, love, and self discipline. So, you want to know if you're really filled with the Spirit? Let me ask you this. (laughs) Okay, are you timid? Are you fearful? Or uh, do you have power, or do you, is the love of God ruling and reigning in your life and your relationships? Is there self-discipline, or does your flesh rule you? Well, you know, I was going to come to church today, pastor, but you know, I just kind of had this catch and I'll catch you online. That's the, I think that's the catch they got. And we're glad for that. And we're not saying that everybody watching online is doing that. But, you know, what I'm saying is, it's real easy for our flesh. Amen? Me too. Paul, even Paul, the great apostle Paul, he said, he said I have to keep my flesh, my body under. Well, if Paul had to, we probably might have to also. <laughs> Absolutely. You know? And I want to tell you what, I have more battles with the flesh than with the devil. Cause you can say get in the name of Jesus and he has to go, but your flesh it's, it's right there the next day. <laughs> it's right there. You say no and it says okay, and then it, but it wants to come back and say hey, can I? No, but can I? Know? It's like my kids when they were like two years old. They just try to wear you down, you know. <laughs> That's the way the flesh works. So if we're going to have community. We've got to be controlled by the Spirit of God, don't we? That's what it really means to be Spirit-filled. Yes, it means to, to have an experience. In, yes, it means to speak in tongues. But it also means what? That, that fear does not dominate me. It also means that my flesh does not dominate me. There's some self-discipline that the Spirit of God is working in me, that is, is helping me to say no to the flesh and yes to the Spirit. To say no to me and yes to God. To prefer my brothers and sisters. So power loves. So we're saying the Holy Spirit, He's the architect of communion. Without Him, they were all filled. If if we're not filled with the Spirit, listen, what I'm talking about, it's a pipe dream. It's just something we see that happened way back in Bible days. But I'm naive enough to believe that if we are filled with the Spirit as they were filled with the Spirit, that there can be a community that brings unity, that releases the power of God to reach a generation. Look in uh, Acts chapter 4. We're talking about a picture of community. Acts chapter 4 very familiar scripture for most of us looking about verse well we'll go back to 32 all the believers were one in heart and mind you know that that had to be one of the greater works Jesus was talking about did you know when Jesus was on the earth with his 12 hand picked apostles that didn't happen Had two of them, you know, petitioning Jesus for uh, you know a place in His kingdom. Lord, can we sit at the right? And they even got their mama involved. And then the other ten, they got mad because they didn't think of it first. (laughs) So if they were one in heart and mind, this has to be one of the greater works, doesn't it? It's because what they were filled with the Spirit. That's the only explanation. That's the only explanation. No one claimed that any of their possessions was their own. Wow. <laughs> Boy, I'm telling you what. You want to see a miracle? All I'm supposed to is my money. I'm not go to that church because they want my money. Well, I didn't know that you had any money. I thought it was the Lord's money. Okay. But they shared everything they had with great power. Everybody say great power. power. Wouldn't we like to see great power in the church again? I would. And I firmly believe we'll never reach the world unless we have great power. I mean, I think it's great. It's wonderful that we have all the technology we have. But you know what? That, that's, just, that's, that's just a means to an end. Without the power of God, it doesn't mean anything. All our great organizations, all our great uh, uh, church buildings, and how wonderful they look, and all the comfort, and all the stuff. That's all great. I'm not against any of that. But that's not what's going to reach the world. He says, with great power. You know what? People need to experience the power of God in their lives. The apostles continued to testify to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And God's grace was so powerfully at work in them all. In them all. Say, in them all. Well, there it is again. In them all. His grace was so powerfully at work in them all that there were no needy persons among them. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine a church, Brother Derek, where nobody had a need? That's almost hard for us to wrap our mind. Now I want you to notice in the NIV here I read it, it says God's grace was so powerful at work. In the King James I think it says great grace was upon them. That word great or powerfully is, as I mentioned earlier, is the the Greek word mega, M-E-G-A, mega. And it means the highest level. So what he was saying here, it was because of of their community and their unity by the Holy Spirit in in filling them and empowering them that, that it released the highest level of God's grace. And because of that, no one had a need. Wow. I'm going to let you see lie there just a minute and think on that. Think about that. No one had a need. No one, no one had a spiritual need. No one had a physical need. No one had a financial need. No one. No need among them. Because of mega grace. That's what I want. I want mega grace. I want God's highest level of grace. I want it working in me. I want it working in Passion Church. I want it working in the church of God here in America. That's where you see the great power of God released. Oh, you know, we so diminish God's grace and its ability to work in our lives. You know, uh, my ancestors, probably a lot of years Uh, came over to, but my ancestors came over in the 1600s, way back yonder. And you know what? They used to call them settlers. Settlers. And you know what? It's unfortunate, but I think in the church, we've become a bunch of settlers. We're settling for the minimum. We're settling for the get-by. We're settlers. I'm right where I'm at. I mean, you know, I've talked to people, well, Pastor, I know, you know, you might be right, but you know what? I've been believing this way for 25 years. I ain't a-moving. I ain't a-changing. And, you know, it's one thing to tell me this. I'm just a man, but sometimes we are telling the Lord that. God's trying to work in your life. God's trying to, to let you see how big He can be, how great His grace could be in your life. But you know, we're too busy. We got stuff to do. You know, one day, who's going to handle all that stuff that you thought was so important? You know, you, you go to be with the Lord, you think you're going to be worrying about all that stuff up there? Honey, child, no, you ain't. You know, somebody else can handle that stuff now. Okay. It says, great grace. God worked powerfully because of the grace that was on him. So the first thing, if we're going to be a community, a true community here at Passion Church, we have got to be filled with the Spirit and allow him to be the architect of community, producing unity. Releasing the mega grace of God upon us. And then, if it's upon us, then obviously it's going to flow through us, isn't it? Love is the glue of community. Not more than faith, it's love. Listen, I've seen people come to blows over faith. Come on. Because, you know, your faith, they didn't think your faith was as big as their faith. Or, you know, your faith wasn't the right quality, quantity, color, whatever. You know, I've seen people come to, but listen, love. <laughs> y'all, y'all laughing, y'all, y'all know, y'all been there, haven't you? I mean, you know, why do you think we got so many denominations? Because we loved each other so much. That's a whole, listen, denomination is a birth of the flesh. Okay, let me get back over here. <laughs> love is a glue, Romans 5.5. 5. You know this, but let's read it. It says, hope does not put us to shame because God's love, God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit, who has been given to us. We go back again. What? If we're not filled with the Spirit, then God's love is certainly not going to rule and reign in our hearts. So if I don't like, you know, something you do or say or whatever, that's it. I'm getting mad. I'm taking my Bible and going home. You know, when we were kids, you know, we, back in my day, Give, my, give myself away here but you know we used to play marbles if you don't know what that is young folks look it up <laughs> but you know and we used to sometimes we would play for what we call keeps that's when the trouble starts right there because you get you know if you, you knocked their marbles out of the ring they got a little ring there with the marbles in it, but it, you get to keep them that's where it all starts right there And, you know, and if one person starts to win and get too many marbles, they just say, that's it. I'm taking the rest of my marbles. I'm going home. Well, that's the way it is in the church sometimes. We, you know, we don't like the way things are going or the way things are happening. So we're just going to take our Bible and we're going to go across the street. There's another church over there we can go to. And we wonder why we don't have community. Amen. You know. We pride ourselves, call ourselves charismatics, sometimes we're crusomatics. No wonder there's no community. No wonder there's no community. I remember when I grew up, I grew up out in the country. I mean, they had to pipe the sunshine in out there. <laughs> but you know what? Even out in the country, even though there wasn't a lot of people out there, there was a sense of community And I'm gonna tell you in those days, man, if we acted up and we was, you know, we was away from the house and we was acting up as kids, I'm gonna tell you what, if the neighbors saw us, whack. They straighten you out. Then they let you folks know, and your folks didn't get mad and take them to court, they whacked you too. (laughs) And thank the neighbor. You know why? Because we had community. We were looking out for one another. So the love of God, it has to be ruling in our hearts. So what does that look like? Let's, let's just take a picture of what that looks like. There's many places. Turn over to Ephesians. You know, it's too, it's too often, rather than trying to build community, and it's true in our culture, so many of the things that we emphasize cause separation rather than integration they don't create community they create division I'm, find, I'm pointing out everything you're not like me you don't look like me you're not the same color you don't do this you don't do that like I do you don't do and we all you know this group's over here in this ditch and this group's over here in this ditch and we're all throwing rocks at each other y'all need to come over here in my ditch Listen, honey, a ditch is a ditch. You can get stuck in the left ditch. You can get stuck in the right ditch. You need to be on the road. <laughs> Ephesians, Ephesians chapter 4. We'll pick it up about verse 29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth. Now, that's more than just cussing. As a matter of fact, there's some things I think is worse than cussing gossiping I'd rather you just cuss around me I just that'll just run off me like don't bother me I know some people are real holy and they get all up their faith gets all shook up if somebody says something around them I'm not advocating cussing <laughs> you know you always have to put these disclaimers because some people think but what I'm saying is see we, we've got these categories well I you know I don't cuss, I don't dip snuff, and I don't kick the cat. Of course, I talk about everybody else. I talk fear all the time. That's unwholesome. I talk worry all the time. That's unwholesome. I talk doubt all the time. That's unwholesome. Hello? I don't like the way they do things there. I don't like the way the leadership does things there. <laughs> Let no unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what is helpful. Before you get ready to say something, is it helpful? And he's talking about, is it helpful for others, not you? Oh, that made me feel so good to give him a piece of my mind. That's not what he's talking about. <laughs> for building others up according to their needs. See, sometimes we, we speak to people from where we are. And we, we, our words bring condemnation rather than helping them. We talk down to people rather than our words lifting them up. I mean, Jesus was at the highest place, right? And He came down. But we who've reached our great spirituality, well, if they come up on my mountain, I'll have something to do with them. Well, Jesus humbled himself and came down. Love will come down so that it can help people come up. (laughs) It said, and do not grieve the Holy Spirit. You know, all this stuff, it grieves the whole... No wonder there's no power. No wonder there's no healing. No wonder there's no signs and wonders. The Holy Spirit's grieved, and when He's grieved, ain't nothing happening. Nothing. Zero. Nada. Zilch. But, boy, we're praying that God will pour out His Spirit, and He will give us signs and wonders, and, and that's all great and good, but if we're not going to do this, I mean, you know... Paul said, without love. He said, all that's He says, just like a clanging cymbal. Blang, 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 blang. Read not the Holy Spirit, with whom you were sealed. Get rid of all bitterness. Whoo. You know, we live in an age, and I, I think it's good, but we live in an age where we're very conscious of the environment pollution, noise pollution, all kinds of pollution. But you know there's a whole lot of pollution going on in the church. One of those pollutants is called bitterness. In another place, Paul said, you said that root of bitterness can spread, and he said it can contaminate the whole body. Oh, well, that's just, see, we go back to our individualistic thinking again here in the West. Well, you know, that's just my opinion, and I'm entitled to my opinion, and I'm going to give my opinion, I'm going to keep my opinion, except when it's convenient to give it to you. (laughs) And I was hurt. You just don't know how I've been hurt. No, but God does, and He's the one that said, let go of all that bitterness. He knows how you've been hurt. Been done wrong. You know, even if the rest of us have never been hurt, you, God knows. <laughs> Rage, anger, I hope not the next one, brawling. Any of y'all brawling out there? <laughs> oh, no. I mean, think about it. He had to write to a spirit-filled church. He said, y'all stop brawling. I <laughs> mean, golly, man. Wow. <laughs> wow. <Whew. laughs> so we're doing, hey, we're doing some good, hey, right? No fights have broken out, so we're good. Slander. This grieves the Holy Spirit, slander, along with every form of malice. Here, we're talking about the love of God is the glue for community. It's what the Holy Spirit works with. He said, be kind, be kind, be kind and compassionate to one another. Well, we we could use some kindness and compassionate in our nation, couldn't we? Some compassion. Man, I'm telling you. So many people just they're 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 like the vultures. They're they're nitpicking everything apart. Pick, 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 pick. You know, I always thought, you know, with in our culture, with all, all the counterculture stuff that's going on, isn't it interesting that nobody goes back and talks about uh, all these programs from the 50s and 60s that ABC and NBC and CBS put on that wouldn't be considered exactly politically correct today. I wonder why none of those are being brought up. But we'll go back 200 years. Well, I get off my soapbox here. It said forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. How should you forgive one another? How, how did God give you uh, God forgave 2% of your sins? Honey, you better hope not. Because you're gonna be on be a surprise in the which elevator you're in. I need God to forgive them all. I said, I need God to forgive them all. I need, I need God to forgive them all. I had a lot of them. I need God to forgive them all. <laughs> So here's the thing. So if that's true, then we should forgive how many? Just the little ones. Just the ones that didn't really upset us. Just the ones that didn't bother my flesh. We're talking about a picture of community and the unity it brings. Follow God's example. Therefore, as dearly loved children, and walk in the way of love, what he just described. That's the way of love, Pastor Church. Let's walk in the way of love. Yeah, but I feel, I understand that. Let's walk in the way of love. Yeah, but they did that. I understand that. Let's walk in the way of love. But that wasn't right. I understand that. Let's walk in the way of love. Just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us. Sometimes, you know, when we forgive, you know what we're doing? We're giving up my right, my right to be be right, my right to be angry, my right to justify myself, my right to be hurt, my right to hold a grudge, My right to be bitter, I'm giving up those rights just like Jesus did. Why? Because I'm going to walk in love just like He did. I'm going to forgive you. (laughs) He said, as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. You know what? When you forgive others, it is a fragrant offering to God. He said, Boy, there's my kid. That's it. That's it right there. Do you see that? You said that? that that's a fragrant offering. That's a sacrifice. You know what's a sacrifice? Cause my flesh. Mm, I want to tell you what. One of them old Popeye cartoons. You know I got this, my flesh wants. To... I want to wop Bluto. Come on. So it's really about this. Walking in love is love. Acceptance and forgiveness. If you can remember, you know, the love of God's in our heart by the Holy Spirit. He is the architect. But if we're not filled with the Spirit, and if we don't live the life of love, it is going to be an absolute impossibility for us to be a community, let alone unity. You ever had something out of joint in your body? You know Arm or something out of joint, man. I'm telling you, it's painful. You know, and the, th- and, and the interesting thing about it is, nothing's really broken. You know, nothing's really diseased, but it's it's out of joint, and it and and now it and everything it's attached to has become disabled. It's gotten weaker. And see, when we decide that we're going to be the ones that's not going to walk in love, then you know what? We become a joint in the body uh, uh, that's out of joint. And it begins to affect other parts of the body. Let's look at some expressions real quickly of community. I've got to hurry up here. Let's, uh, let's look back over in Acts again. Acts chapter 2. We're talking about a picture of community. And the unity of, unity of community and the mega grace of the mega grace of God that it will release in our lives and through the ministry of Passion Church. I'm trying, brother. Acts 2. We're going to begin with about verse 42. Read a few verses here. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, breaking of bread, to prayer. We'd get excited if God just added weekly, monthly, once in a while, sometimes. Those who were being saved. Let me real. I just break out some of these expressions of of, of community participation. The first one: worship, 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 worship. You know, one of the things that many things that worship do. and can't get into all those things. Obviously, you know, our worship is directed to the Father, to the Lord Jesus. We're worshiping Him. We're focusing on Him. We're worshiping Him. But also, something that that does, if we're truly worshiping, as Jesus said, in spirit and in truth, at that moment, we're one. I'm not thinking about my bills. I'm not thinking about What, somebody did me wrong 10 years ago? I'm not thinking about any of those things. You know, we all got one focus, Him, worshiping Him. We're we're adoring Him. We're seeing Him. We're, we're, We're imbibing His Spirit and His presence, His love, His peace, His joy, all of those things at that moment. Come on. See, And if we can learn to do that, you know what? That will help us to become a community. And it will bring great unity to us. Amen? Because, you know, in the presence of God, we're all equal. No big eyes and little U's in the presence of God. Isn't that right? We're around His throne, the throne of grace, and we're worshiping. We're all equal. The, we're, not, we're not thinking about what race I am. I'm not thinking about what my heritage is. I'm not thinking about all of this stuff in the natural. Man, we're all focused on Him, and we're worshiping Him, and we're one. That's why I'd like to get to a place where once a month we just have a, a service where we just come and we worship. We just worship. Just get into the presence of God. Just worship. Just drink in the Spirit of God and worship. And then we we see fellowship. Fellowship. You know, all this month we're going to be, uh, we have some small groups that we're offering. We're going to be uh, uh, starting our small groups again in September. But all the month of August, you can sign up for them. You can go online and register there out in the lobby after the service. But one of the reasons we're doing that is because fellowship is part of building community. You know, so many times, you know, we come to church, we go through some things, and then boom, we're out of here. You know, because you know, you gotta go home, gotta do this, gotta do that, gotta go to the restaurant, gotta get in line before this group gets in line, blah, 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 Whatever it might be. And I know, I understand sometimes some people have to go to work, I understand that. But you know, we, we don't put a premium on fellowship. We're so busy. You know, and that's, that's, that's part of our, our natural culture that's gotten into the culture of the church. You know, most people nowadays, they don't even know who their neighbors are. Now, I know, you know, down the street there, I think there's a white Cadillac in the, you know, we know what, what car's in the driveway or what truck's in the driveway, you know, but we don't know them. Oh yeah, that's um, I'm, 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 I'm. <laughs> And see, we bring that same kind of mentality into the church. We're we're in a rush. We don't have time to fellowship. You know, it's all about me, Jesus. <laughs> Remember that song we used to sing? It's all about you, Jesus. Discipleship. Discipleship. Remember, he said, we right read over there that when we're filled with the Spirit, one of the things will be will be self discipline. If there's no self discipline, forget being a disciple. Hello. See, we've boiled down the disciple being a disciple as someone who is a convert. I believed on the Lord Jesus Christ. I was born again, so I'm a disciple. No. You are a convert. You are saved. You are going to heaven. Your sins are forgiven. But you're not a disciple until there's some discipline. (laughs) Amen? Built into your life. Discipline in the Word. Discipline in prayer. Discipline with your mouth. This is why community is so important. We need one another. You know, I've said this all the time, I joke about it, but it's true. You know, when I'm by myself, man, I'm, man, I'm telling you, you talk about super spiritual. Ooh, I'm great. Don't get mad at nobody. Don't hold a grudge against nobody. I don't get upset. I mean, when it's just me and God, and I'm in my office there, and man, the music's on and everything. I'm just, I'm awesome. Y'all know what I'm talking about. But see, when we get around others, (laughs) this is when we find out if we're really a disciple or not. How much we have grown spiritually or not. (laughs) Amen. Because I start rubbing you, and you start rubbing me. Hello. Hello. Y'all, y'all know. I don't need to say too much about that. Do I? But discipleship, we're called to be disciples. You know, and one of the purposes, again, of our small group is to create an environment where discipleship can take place. Discipleship, yes, it's about, you know, uh, studying the Word of God. Absolutely, I believe in that and knowing what God's Word teaches and all that. But it's more than that, too. It's how I treat other people. People that are different from me. People that might not exactly see things the way I see them. I ain't going back to that group. You hear what she said? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. Well, I'm going to tell you what. I'd hate for somebody to come back and tell me some of the things that I thought uh, 40 years ago or 45 years ago when I first became a Christian. Prayer prayer it says they gave themselves to prayer why do we have corporate prayer It's that—that that is to encourage what the community of prayer well pastor I pray at home well I hope you do that's your testimony before God and I'm going to agree with you I hope you do but you know what we need corporate prayer too it says they met together for prayer Jesus said you know where two or more are gathered together what <laughs> he said there i'm in the midst and he said if two of you will agree is touching anything there's something about corporate prayer that releases mega grace that just me praying by myself and you praying by yourself does not otherwise why would there be any use if if individually each of us individually could get done what needed to be done why would god even have a body why would he even set you in a body? We'd all just be islands to ourselves before the Lord, and we'd just all pray. We'd all pray individually and pray revival down and, and pray the right government in, and we'd do all that all by ourselves. Talk about some pride. Woo! Amen. Even the Apostle Paul said, Pray for me. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> I mean, he wrote to the, that church, they said, pray for us. Amen. Giving, we see that about giving. You know, when God's grace is working in us, you know, we're not thinking about, well, let's see now, the tithe, let's see, that's $75.37.5. <laughs> Boy, I'm meddling a lot this morning. <laughs> That's not you know, when God's grace and the love of God's working us. we're not thinking about that. <laughs> oh. There's a generosity. Why? Because God's generous. There's a generosity. If anything, you know, it ought to be like when, when Moses, you know, was taking up you know offerings with the children of Israel for the tabernacle, he finally just told them stop, don't give any more. Wow, wouldn't that be something? If I had to get up here and say, you know what, don't give it. We don't need any more money. Give it somewhere else. We don't need any more. Hold on to. We don't need any more. <laughs> wouldn't that be something? And then serving, serving, serving. Nothing will crucify the flesh like serving am I telling the truth y'all know it saints come on now look at me in that tone of voice (laughs) serving because serving means I have to give up my time my talents my efforts it's going to upset my routine it's my day off <laughs> I know y'all don't have to deal with that. Just pastors do. I listen. I have to crucify my flesh. You can't serve without crucifying your flesh. I'm gonna tell you. Can I just? Be, let's just tell the truth. My flesh don't want to pray for you. Y'all, y'all looking at me at that tone. My flesh don't. My flesh is not redeemed. My flesh don't want to pray for you. My flesh. Let's just go watch a ball game. Come on. Let's go eat some ice cream. I mean, I mean if it gets desperate enough, it'll even say, "Let's go do some yard work." Anything, but we don't want to pray. Your flesh don't want to do anything spiritual. It don't want to serve. I might have to get to church a half hour early. I need my sleep. Come on. Our flesh. See, and so when we serve, you can tell for sure, you know what? Love of God's got to be controlling you. It's got to be controlling you. And you know, that's why in most churches, you've got a small minority doing all the work, all the serving. But boy, if you say one thing about them not being spiritual. <laughs> They'll be all up in your business. <laughs> you know, sometimes spiritual looks a whole lot like W-O-R-K. Amen. Let me give you some action points here. I, I've meddled enough today, had not I? Talking about community, a picture of community. Here's, here's what I want to ask you. Are you connected to a community of believers? Well, yeah, I go to church, you know, on Sundays, sometimes. Once in a while, Christmas and Easter, I'm, yeah, I'm, 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 gonna, I'm connected. Well, I sure would hate for my foot to work about as many times as you're connected to, to the church. I can walk home at Christmas and I can walk at Easter, but the rest of the time I'm crippled. <laughs> If one part of the body suffers, what did Paul say? The Oh, they won't miss me. Are you connected to a community of believers? And then secondly, how are you expressing your participation? Worship, fellowship, discipleship? Do you even know anybody at church? prayer, giving all those are aspects. So how are you expressing your participation? Amen. Now, if I took a poll, I guarantee you, just all the believers here, if I said, do you think that you will give an account to the Lord Jesus Christ? Do you believe that's that's part of the gospel, that we will give an account of our lives? So, do you think, the excuses that you have in your mind right now are going to hold up on that day. <laughs> do you? I said, do you? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sometimes I mean I can build up something in my mind, and it sounds so plausible, it sounds so reasonable. But as soon as I speak it out my stupid mouth, it's like, oh man. <sighs> That is the dumbest thing. It's the last dumbest thing, I said. And I say that because, you know, it's now we can do something about it, you know. When you're in the queue in heaven waiting to give an account, that's not when you can do anything about it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> you know, you're, five people away from the throne. <laughs> <laughs> Three, two, uh oh. <laughs> sure, I'm glad God's merciful, aren't you? I absolutely am. Would you bow your heads? I want to pray for you. Father, thank you for calling us to be a part of your family, of your body, of a community of believers called Passion Church. So thankful, Lord, that you've called us lord we've looked today at a picture of community from the scriptures especially from the book of acts father we know it starts with allowing the holy spirit to fill us to direct us the love of god to dominate in us to put our flesh under by the help of the spirit of god father If we do this, the rewards will be so great. The the mega grace of God released in our midst through us to reach our community in the river region to make a difference, to reveal Jesus at the highest level. Lord, this is the cry of our heart. And now I pray for each of us, Lord, that by the help of the Holy Spirit and by our willingness, our decision, and our obedience, we will allow the Holy Spirit to fill us, to control us, and to direct us. That He will be the architect of community here at Passion Church. And that it will be said of us like it was said of that church acts those who turn the world upside down have come here also we turn it upside down by the love of God we turn it upside down by the by the community and unity of the believers we turn it upside down by the power released through us in Jesus name While heads are bowed just perchance there might be someone here if you've never made Jesus Savior if you've never uh, entered into a personal relationship through salvation, the salvation, the new birth. What is the new birth? That's where we put our faith in the finished work of Jesus. The Bible says that Jesus laid down His life on the cross. He bore our sins. He shed His blood. He paid the price for our sins. And that whoever would believe in Him and call on Him, they would be saved. That means forgiven and made new. If you're here and you've never done that, I'd like to pray for you. If you just put your hand up and back down, it's not going to take long. I just don't want to, want to make sure. If you're out there watching online, if you've never made Jesus, Lord, of your life, right now is your opportunity right there where you're at, right in your home, wherever you're watching this, just say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe that you are the Son of God, that you died for my sins. And I ask you to come into my heart. Make me new. I receive you, Jesus. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Well, before I release you and let you go, I want to. there's some announcements I want to make. As I mentioned earlier, our small group sign-up starts today and will continue throughout the month of August. In the lobby, there's some... Uh, places out there there's some we've got some uh, descriptions of the different small groups what they are when they meet and so forth you can go out there look at those sign up for one that would be wonderful if you're watching online you can go uh, on our website mypassion.church under small groups and you can register there as well so all this month we'll be doing that tomorrow night corporate prayer right here at passion church if you uh, are unable to attend, if you live, some people live a, a distance away, we will be streaming the, the prayer service uh, live as well. So join us for prayer. I truly, truly believe that when we pray together, it creates, It helps to create that community. Amen? Because it's, it's hard to be mad at somebody you're praying for. It's hard to hold a grudge against somebody that you're praying with. Isn't, it, isn't that true? So, And not to mention that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man or woman releases great power. Also, too, Saturday, August the 14th from 3 to 5 p.m., we're going to have a Kids National Day out here. And it's, uh, it's being sponsored. Uh, we're we're kind of hosting it with our facility here, but it's being sponsored by uh, the HOA of uh, the three neighborhoods in this area. Winbrook, the Woods... And Dexter Ridge. So those are the three main neighborhoods around here. Uh, We want to work with the neighborhoods uh, here in this area. It's one of the reasons God put us here. So, uh, you know, if you'd like more information about that, uh, you know, you can ask out in the lobby. But it's from 3 to 5. You know, if you want to come and volunteer, we can give you some information for that too. But just so you know that. And then also, last, we will pray over our kids and teachers on Sunday, August the 15th. Just before you go back, we will, we will pray for all our, all the students going back to school, all the teachers, administrators, principals, whatever your, your function might be within the education system. Amen? Hallelujah. Well, stand up. <clears throat> if you need prayer for anything, immediately following this, the dismissal here, uh, uh, Brother Bruce, uh, some of the prayer team, myself, we will be up here. We'll be glad to pray with you. Uh, you know, pray the prayer of faith if you need God to do something for your life. If you've got a need, we want we want you to know that, that God cares and we care and we're here to agree with you in prayer. Amen. Now, Father, I bless your people as they go. Father, I thank you that may the words, Lord, that have spoken here by the Holy Spirit today resonate and remain in our hearts. May May they begin to produce. Father, that community and the unity in an even greater measure than ever before here at Passion Church. Thank you, Lord, that as they go, your angels watch over them. No weapon formed against them will prosper. And whatever they put their hands to this week, oh, God, it will prosper. I bless them, and I thank you for them in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Check out the small groups out there in the lobby before you uh, exit the building. There might be one that interests you. You can register for that.